Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. This. Anybody who knows me knows I was cocky out of the womb. <laughs> His early break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Nebraska fans have been begging for some clarity over the last month because they're impatient, number one, but also just want answers as we head into the new year, like myself. You I are said, impatient. I'm, I'm part of the problem, I suppose, here. <laughs> I don't think everybody's impatient. A lot of people are asking every day. I am but not impatient. we found out this week, Sip, that Nebraska has offered a Florida State quarterback in the transfer portal, Chubba Purdy. We mentioned that earlier in the show. We're joined now by Husker Online, Sean Callahan. Sean, what do you know about Chubba Purdy, and uh, do you think he is a, it would be a good fit here in Lincoln if you were to choose the Huskers? Well, I think the question is if they took Purdy, would he be one of possibly two quarterbacks? I, mean, I think that's really something to zone in on. Because um, okay. I, I don't know if he's necessarily who you want to say would be the starter immediately next year with such a limited body of work, but he's a guy that is a great prospect that could develop. But absolutely, be a great addition to the program. Um, I, I think his exit from Florida State still is somewhat interesting. Uh, he, he went out to Clemson with them for their game mm-hmm. after playing, I believe, against UMass the week before that. That was the only game he had played all year. Um, and then um, didn't fly home with the team, just left with his family at that point. And it preserved his red shirt. I, I think he was going to probably play down the stretch uh, for Florida State more than four games. So he's a guy that has four years of eligibility. Um, remaining still, even though he's been in college for two years. Um, he's a Phoenix guy. Mark Whipple's a Phoenix guy. So there's some natural connections, I think, with Whipple and him um, just right there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm i more interested, would he be it? Or is there potentially um, a scenario where they would try to go after two quarterbacks with uh, Purdy being a, a part of that? So it, I, think, I think this story is far from complete. Sean Callahan joins us from HuskerOnline.com. Sean, now what everybody's going to wonder is who, okay, so there's this mystery quarterback or there's the mystery quarterbacks maybe that Nebraska may be eyeing of the variety of older quarterbacks. What are the names you're hearing? Is there any name you'd even want to throw out there, name or names? I I, I think it's purely a guess. I mean, I – you know, you, you've heard some people throw out Casey Thompson's names, but I, I can tell you he's not the lead guy right now. Um, you know, I, I think he's one of the guys maybe in the conversation, um, but I think the guy that it could end up being is someone that we don't even know about or don't, don't you know, it's not necessarily being discussed. Um, and the transfer portal is difficult because it's not public. You know, guys don't – it's not like the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't interview after you get offers and – um, these guys, maybe one out of ten guys will pick up their phone and talk to you and 
typically the guys that do are, are ones that are a little bit more desperate for some uh, marketing or attention. Okay. Um, but a lot, a lot of the transfer portal recruiting is kept under the radar because guys don't want to like let other teams know that, you know, maybe they're shutting it down or, you know, they, they've made up their mind on what they're going to do. So a lot of guys in the portal, you know, like Casey Thompson hasn't made one tweet on any, anything. So he might have offers. Like Miles Brennan, we we had heard had twenty five or thirty options if he wanted to leave. Never heard you. from him. Never heard from. Never him. heard from. Him. So I, I think it's really dangerous to like make assumptions on the portal of kind of what's going on out there because you know most of the best guys uh, from the Power Five schools keep it really under wraps. Sean, it sounds like Nebraska might move uh, Mike Dawson to defensive line coach, which could open up a chance for running backs coach to be hired. Do you believe they would stick with Ron Brown, or do you believe they'll go outside the program to hire somebody that, that's out there uh, uh, elsewise, Sean? Well, I think Scott Frost has already kind of hinted that they, they were not going to stick with Ron Brown there. I mean, on his radio show about two weeks ago, he, he appreciated Ron in the role he's at, but said, like, you know, the recruiting portion of it's just – you know, not made for, you know, something, you know, just not, not a direction he wants to go with Ron Brown. Um, and I think with Dawson, you got to, uh, I, I think the title would be more defensive front um, hmm. because, you know, he wouldn't be just a D-line coach. I, I think they would, he would continue to coach what's called the boundary um, outside linebackers, which are Caleb Tanner, Garrett Nelson, Feldarius Payne. Um, and then obviously the three defensive linemen. So it would be more of a title of defensive front coach Mike Dawson. Okay. And then I think that paves the way for Bill Bush to possibly move into some sort of assistant secondary coach role, okay. and obviously coach special teams. And then at that point, you go out and you get yourself a running backs coach. And when you just break it down on the surface, getting Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush on the staff, it's an, you know those are two of the best recruiters Scott Frost has added to his staff in, in four, four years, and he still gets to have a running backs coach. And it will be interesting what direction he goes uh, with this hire. I know this week um, they're talking to guys as we speak, so um, you know they're, they're not going to probably make any kind of sort of public announcement on the staff until that running backs coach is, is complete. Bill Bush, by the way, Sean Bill Bush. National Defensive Backs Coach of the Year in 2012 at Utah State. It would make a lot of sense to have Bill Bush help with the with the secondary. Probably, are we talking about the Nichols? Probably, is that what we're yeah, talking it about? Depends, you know, because Eric Chenander coached that group last year, but obviously Bill Bush could could coach the Nichols. I mean, that that would make sense. Um, then then it could free Chenander back up, and you know, you, you hate to see a guy like Tuioti leave. Um, but in some ways, it, it it's made this a little easier, um, you know, when, when you when you see it come together at this point. And, you know, you study Tuioti's history. He had only he, – he, this was the three years he'd been here it was the longest he had been at any job other than Hawaii, where he's originally from. Um, he spent a lot of time in Hawaii before that. But, um, you know, before that, he, he hadn't moved around quite a bit. So, um, you know – I think from a player coach on the field, yeah, he did a great job. Um, they're technically really the guys on the on the field. You know, Mike Dawson recruited Ty Robinson. Mike Dawson recruited Casey Rogers. Um, so I, I look at you know some of the guy the guys out there. It's not like he he's got recruits directly tied to him on that D line. Um, you know that you'd be worried about. Uh, so it's it's a loss, obviously, but I, I think it's one Nebraska will be able to move on from. 
Um, and, you know, I think getting Bill Bush back active on the recruiting trail, he's one of the two or three best recruiters I've covered in my 20-plus years around Nebraska football. Jake, Jake, or excuse me, Sean, Jake has some concerns about this <laughs> staff not being announced in time for New Year's. And it <laughs> oh, come some, on. Don't say it like it that. Somehow, Don't say it, it like that. somehow mar his New Year's, his <laughs> oh, New Year's Eve party if it's not announced. <laughs> Um, when do we expect this to be official? Well, Jake, I think down his champagne a- <laughs> with a smile on his face. Yeah, Jake, you're one of those guys that were probably mad the staff wasn't announced like the two days after the Iowa game. Not true. That, Not that, true, Sean. Not true at all. He wants it now, Sean. Now. We went through like a phase of Husker fans that were furious that Mark Whipple wasn't announced before the ACC title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. We definitely heard that. (laughs) But I I think a couple dates to know here. Um, January 14th. That's the day coaches can go that week. I guess the the 13th or the Thursday, the 13th. That's the first day you can go back on the road. The 14th that weekend is going to be an official visit weekend. Okay. January 18th is your first day classes. So okay, first day classes. You know, I think those those are all dates to zone in on. Um, but you know, you really have two weeks. But I, I would think in about a week we'll get this thing announced. But there's nothing that can be done on the trail with a coach. Um, so, and they they need to they need to add a running back to this roster. You, you look at the roster right now; they got five. They would like to have six. Okay. On there. Okay. And so, you know, with this running backs coach they bring in, oh yeah, have the ability to get one more guy here over that open period in January. Yeah, they need to get a big hoss back there at running back. Someone six one in the two twenty five range, right? Yeah, they. they they need a thousand yard. I mean, I, I looked at Minnesota. I didn't stay up and watch. The hey, who game, won that game? Minnesota won eighteen six. Um, but their two running thought. backs, by the way, like their third and fourth string guys from the preseason, rushed for like one eighty and one fifty. Jeez, there you go, Sean. There you go. Sean, this bowl season, you've seen already several cancellations. Uh, I mean, yesterday the the Holiday Bowl was canceled five hours before the game even happened. I mean, I know, obviously. It sucks not be invited to a bowl game, but is there a part of you that's kind of like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy not to deal with this hassle of potentially having the bowl game canceled this year? Sure. Yeah, that that would have not been fun. I, I, I just think about this, Jake. If you guys like said we're taking the ticket on the road, taking the ticket on the road, we're doing all the shows from San Diego. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, they pulled the plug on the whole. Five hours before the game. Five hours the same day. Oh, that was a mess. That was a mess. Uh, it's just terrible. I, you know and. The latest I read is they're they're keeping NC State in San Diego to try to find an opponent. Oh, jeez. Um, so I, I don't know where that's going to go at this point. But, yeah, it's just disappointing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the one I'm watching closely now is LSU playing K-State. Everything we've seen and heard about bowl games being canceled, a team like LSU is, 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 is an easy target to cancel. they got a new coaching staff coming in. Um, I mean, a lot of their coaches have moved on or, or aren't a part of things. Um, you know, so the fact that that game is still alive at this point is kind of a surprise to me. And I know Kansas State people are worried about that one. And, Sean, uh, what are you suggesting here? That LSU would create a scenario where it has too much illness? Well, they're, they're just not motivated. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> not, not a lot of motivation for LSU to play Kansas State. Oh, we're in a wonderful and, period. You think about what NC State, or not NC State, but um, UCLA. 
they, they were down a lot of guys, and, and they were about to get their butt whooped against Wake Forest. Let's call it what it is. Wake Forest was motivated. Mm-hmm. They had all their guys, all their coaches, and you know, A&M had a bunch of guys opt out, transfer, and they were down a few position groups. And you know, that, that, that kind of got the ball rolling on all, a lot of what's going on right now in these bowl games. They, they were the first one, and we've seen several others kind of follow with, with these issues. But, yeah, it's, it's just disappointing. And I'm sure some day way down the road when the 30 for 30 is done on COVID, yeah. you know, this will be a part. I mean, just how many layers of COVID we've dealt with in the last two years, and this is just another layer of it. Sean, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. Happy, happy New Year, and we'll chat with you next week. All right, guys. Hopefully, we're talking about uh, some new coaching yes. final, uh, so Jake can settle down for. Next yeah, week. I need some. I need some clarity, Sean. Clarity, <laughs> clarity for the new year. All right, good. Thanks, stuff. guys. Thank you, Sean, Sean Callahan. Okay. Online. So, what happened with the Holiday Bowl? It's interesting to hear Sean just raising the issue of LSU trying to trying to kind of sneak off into the night without playing. <laughs> well, um, the- <laughs> they wouldn't be alone in this. Apparently, with right. how this is gone. Well, there was a lot of a lot of. St- sort of innuendo being made by North Carolina State toward UCLA yesterday when UCLA ba- canceled um, its appearance in the Holiday Bowl five hours before five the game. Hours. The late, I, I'm reading an LA Times article okay. right now. This is not just Sipple talking or Jake talking. This is, this is real. The late notice by UCLA touched off anger and conspiracy theories among the Wolfpack, with Coach Dave Doran describing a lack of communication from UCLA regarding the possibility that the Bruins would be unable to play. This is what Doran told reporters at the team hotel. I can't wait to hear this. This is very healthy. I can't wait to hear this. Felt lied to, to be honest. <laughs> That's his first comment. Yeah, felt... felt we're in a very, very healthy period. Felt lied to, to be honest, Doran told reporters at the team hotel. We felt like UCLA probably knew something was going on, didn't tell anybody on our side. We had no clue they were up against that. I don't feel it was very well handled from their university. It would have been great to have a heads up or two, a heads up so two or three days ago we could have found a plan B. And not travel to San Diego all the, five way across, days. all the way across the country. Not practice for 20 days and then left their families for Christmas and went to San Diego for five days in practice. For nothing. For nothing. <laughs> Felt lied to, honestly. That's what he said. <laughs> I love it. NC State players, by the way, will... Wolfpack receiver Thayer Thomas suggested on Twitter that the Bruins backed out of the game after voting not to play, which was immediately refuted by UCLA, UCLA players. But this is where we're at. I mean, there's a lot of skepticism, like Sean talking about LSU. Yeah, I don't know if they really want to play, so look for that. Them K-State to back State fans out. are concerned LSU will pull out of the bowl game. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is wonderful. So UCLA pulled the plug five hours before the game. Five hours. Have some decency. Pull it the day before at least, not the same day. Yeah. I mean, this is amazing. There's probably workers at the stadium at that point trying to get ready for the game. That's that's the thing that we don't talk about enough is these cities that – I've been to San Diego. Jake, it was a big deal to the city of San Diego to have the Holiday Bowl. Okay? To have the Holiday Bowl. It is. It's it's a big deal out there. 
there's a there's a lot of people involved in making that work. There's a lot of attached to it in the days leading to it. Petco Park is, is I mean, Nebraska's appearances were always well attended, and it felt like a huge event. And now it's just treated like a like a pickup game. I mean, it's so bizarre. There we are. Though. Yep, there, that's there we are. Uh, when we come back, we'll have Song of the Day and the Mailbag on Early Break on the Ticket.